welcome back to Enlighten Up. You are listening to episode 17. Who am I? Jim Carrey, Ascension, and Mike's first Michaelism. That's right, everyone. Mike dropped some wise words on all of us towards the end of the show, and we are excited to share that with you. I was certainly impressed, and I know Lisa was too, so stay tuned for that. But before that, we also get into a little intro of Ascension. What is it? What is the process? But we also talk about Jim Carrey and what was considered to be an outburst on the red carpet. Was it an outburst of craziness or was it hidden enlightenment? We're going to get into that. But before we do, we're going to talk about the discussion of who am I? Well, we're going to delve deep into the idea of know thyself and how it becomes one of the major fundamentals on any journey of the self. But before we jump into the episode, I want to remind all of our listeners to please send your dreams in to our email, info at enlightenup.us, because we are going to be recording with Jim very soon uh, to have all of the dreams analyzed. So if you'd like to have one of your dreams analyzed, then don't miss out on this opportunity and have them sent in before midnight on October 15th. That is the cutoff date. So if you haven't sent them in already, please do. We've already got some dreams and we're excited to share those on the air with all of you. But for all of you who haven't yet, please remember to send those in. But until then, let's get back into the episode of 17 and hear what we all had to say. You are here with Lisa Watson, Michael Ronane, and myself, Nicole Frolic. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about the phrase, know thyself. And I thought that this might be a good topic to bring forward because we do a lot of talking about discernment and understanding what truth is from an individual, from your own individual self. But how are you supposed to really understand discernment if you're not really sure who you are? Now, you hear this a lot in the spiritual community about remembering who you are. And this pertains to understanding yourself on, a, on the soul level and the many past lives that you've had here on Earth and perhaps before Earth. Um, but in this particular lifetime, do you really know who you are? Does Michael know who Michael is? Does Lisa know who Lisa is? And do I know who Nicole is? Like these are questions that can really take you down uh, a very interesting path if you start to ask some deeper questions. So one of the reasons why we meditate, why we take the time to do breath work or to do some journaling, to take that self-reflection time, is to go inside, understand perhaps what's going on on the interior, which usually gives us many insights as to what will happen on the exterior. So for instance, when we look outside at our world, our world is often a mirror for what's going on internally. And that's when we can then take the time to begin the process of observation of self. So Michael, 
When we strip away everything that we identify ourselves with, for instance, family, job, income, status, nationality, age, gender, what are we left with? Have you ever asked yourself the question like, who am I if I didn't have this job? Who am I if I didn't have the family I have? Have you ever asked yourself any of those questions? <clears throat> it's weird how you um, ask this now because and, and I swear to the audience uh, that we didn't conspire before this episode, but I've started asking myself those about a couple of weeks ago, especially after our podcast where I was talking to you guys about uh, my challenges of keeping depression away from me. Um, because I want, to, I want to know that in case my, I lose my job tomorrow, that's a huge case of identity. And I think we talked about that before. And if I do lose my job, who am I and things like that. So, yes, I recently asked myself those questions. And where did it take you? Oh, you're really going to put this on me. See, Lisa, <laughs> this is what happens. What did I say? I go, can you please start, Nicole, with your side and all of a sudden throw on me? Okay, okay. Well, you know what? Okay, I will there start with my side. I will because I've asked myself this question where um, probably around 20. 12, 2011, 2012 is when I really kind of broke out on my own working for myself on um, the island in Grand Cayman. So I was in a completely different country than where I was born. So there were hurdles that I had to jump that I wouldn't have had to jump had I been working in Canada. And building a business for myself, building up the clientele so that I could support myself financially was a huge struggle in the beginning. And I had to go through many months, if not almost an entire year of extreme financial struggle to the point where I would sometimes even have to lean on my boyfriend at the time to support me um, even just a little bit, which I never liked. I was always I prided myself on being an independent person. Um, and so that was that was very hard for me to ask for assistance at that time. And when I wasn't, because I was working for myself and I was, it was a client-based business, there, if I wasn't working, I was doing nothing. And so I would end up sitting with myself many hours of the day feeling useless, feeling unproductive, feeling like I wasn't offering anything to the world. And that left me with my own mind. And I started to wonder what my purpose was. Who was I? And I started to really question my own self-worth. And my self-esteem was dropping dramatically during this period because I couldn't support myself in the way that I had that I was used to. Uh, or the way that I wanted to. And I went into a depression. I went into a depression because I realized that I identified part of my identity was built into how much money I was making or was I at least able to take care of myself. And that really weighed on me. It was very hard. And it was the one time where I know I was in, I'm going to say a minor depression, um, and it strained my relationship. It strained all of my friendships because I started to become 
a recluse. I wouldn't want to go out. I wouldn't want to do anything, partly because I couldn't afford to do much. But even, the, you know, doing activities that don't cost money, I just didn't want to do anything. And it was that mo it was in that time frame where I really had to get honest with myself and start changing the way I identified my self-worth. And I had to do a lot of inner work and change, um, change my value system. And, and, and that was really hard in the beginning. But once I finally did and realized that money is not going to be tied into my self-worth or my job is not going to be tied into my self-worth, uh, that's when a lot of things were able to shift for me and... That is also how I was able to get out of my depression. And uh, subsequently, as I did that, all of a sudden clientele started coming in and my work started to build up and I managed to build up an incredible client base uh, and was easily supporting myself well after. So it's interesting. It's interesting when we actually take the time to go within and start to ask those deeper questions and start to reflect on being honest with ourselves as opposed to what we may think we'd like to believe about ourselves. Does that make sense? Makes sense to me. So Michael, what, what, what are the questions that you've asked yourself or any answers that you may have come up with? Okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna piggyback off of what you said. I'm glad you did start because there's a lot of things that, that kind of came up in my mind. Um, I think one of the things that has really helped me and I, I'm, and I'm, I am getting better. I feel better. I feel stronger. And, you know, you and I have spoke about this a couple of times in the last uh, couple of days, but like, it's like, what has changed in me? What do I feel? Why do I feel better? And I hope I keep this good feeling that I've got. I hope I'm just not like, you know, I'm going to have ups and downs all my life. I'm going to try to keep it steady and increase uh, my my fulfillment of happiness. Um, but one of the things that I think is it was affected me in the past was I looked at my identity in two different ways. I looked at my identity not only as my how much money I make, and it didn't necessarily mean about my job, but it was like. We were worried in this world about or our stature, our class, like how much money we make compared to people, unfortunately. Um, but another huge chunk of my identity came from my significant other, like who who I'm going to be seen with, what what uh, or be with, and and uh, what do I look like as a couple with this person, things like that. And that was such a horrible negative way of looking at your identity and the only way I realized this was I have been single for a, a, a good amount of time but a good amount of time that is healthy for me like it just drives me crazy seeing people and uh, go from one relationship literally to the next and a lot of my exes do it and I'm like why what they just gonna say like they just trade me in for another uh, guy and it's like it's just horrible but then again I saw myself doing that too in, in some relationships in my 20s and it's like you don't get a chance to know who you are when you always need somebody else to be part of your identity so by being single it forced me and, and it's not fun being single at the beginning it gets better 
and, and because you want to like really work on yourself and be a, the best person possibly before you get into another relationship. But that forced me to say, who am I every day? And it was not good at the beginning. It was negative and negative, negative. But as time goes and as I started really working on myself on many different aspects of my life, I became more of like, that's the old Mike I remember. That's the old Mike that I knew back when I was a child, back when I was extremely happy with not a care in the world. And I felt like it's just made the biggest significant difference in my life. And what, just like what you said, Lisa or, or Nicole, is like, I felt so alive now and I feel people see that and they just want to be in my life too and and uh, be around me because I'm positive and I want to be around them because I'm positive and that has been the most significant change I've I've gone through especially particularly starting this podcast with you two because you guys I mean I have to think about this stuff because you guys make me <laughs> so <laughs> But it's good. It's really healthy. And I'm really excited to see how much better I can get and, and feel great and bring positivity to other people. So going back to your question, who am I? I'm still finding out, but I'm still excited to find out every day of my life. And if it's one thing that I feel that I'm great at is when people come around me, it's like I can help them uh, become brighter in their life too. And I'm like, maybe this is part of like what kind of roles I can play in life. It's not my job. If I lose my job, yeah, it's going to suck because I got to now have a, a little bit of a worry about, uh, finances and future, but I'm not too worried about that, you know, because I got great people around me, great people in my life now that, uh, that could help me, uh, be me if that's if that makes sense do you okay let me ask you this do you feel like if you were to look at the people who you've surrounded yourself now versus say the people you surrounded yourself say let's just say five to ten years ago is there a significant difference in the type of personalities or Uh, absolutely but i'm not i'm not I, i but the biggest difference is i stopped judging you know i i don't like go uh, judge people, you know, go out with someone and then go to another friend's house the next following day and talk crap about the person I went out the day before with. But did right? you, okay, but did you used to do so, that? Not, yes and no. Be, yes and no, meaning like, yes, because I, I would judge certain parts of them and still call them my friend. And that was an asshole thing on my part to do, but I didn't realize what I was doing. And, and, and so I think it wasn't necessarily the, the difference of people in my life. I think it's a difference of my mind and my perspective ah. because it's hard to have dark people in your life when you're feeling so good. Exactly. That is such a good thing to say, Michael. It's because, and this is, I think, something that Lisa and I had a conversation over the weekend. We had gone to Arizona for a friend's wedding and there was a couple there and we were talking to them and Brian was there. He was bringing in his skepticism and all that great stuff. But um, we were talking about how perception creates your reality and that if you're choosing to see um, only negative things, then what you, like, then that becomes your reality. And because you've chosen to go deep within and start doing the work on the inside, 
that now gets to be reflected in your outside world, whether it's in your relationships or the activities that you're doing, um, you know, all that stuff, it just becomes matched to your frequency because you've done all the great work. You're a vibrational match. That's yeah. why, like the law of attraction, you attract to you what you're vibrating at, whether it be positive or negative. Like negative thoughts breed more negative thoughts and negative people. And yeah, it's really, yeah. And we, we talk about it in almost every podcast about how, you know, whether it's the people you're hanging around with or the stuff that you're listening to on the radio or the television or, you know, those things all impact your frequency and what you will ultimately end up bringing into your life. So as far as knowing yourself, I'm not sure if you really answered the question, Michael. I guess you did say it's uh, No, I mean, I don't know myself all the way. I feel like I'm getting to know myself. I feel like I'm, um, and, and it's like, it's like you're kind of like unwrapping an onion slowly to see who you really are. And you're kind of getting more excited and more excited, if that makes sense. That's, that's beautiful, actually. I think that, I mean, for me, I have, I'm that person who's gone from relationship to relationship <laughs> that you were talking about. You were or you were not? I, I am because I was married for 20, I was with the same person for 28 years. When I was 18, I met my ex-husband and, you know, got a divorce and then ended up, I mean, it was a relationship. It was more of an open relationship, but it was still a relationship that I was in. And then, you know, broke up with him, was like, oh, I'm going to do this on my own thing. I don't want to be in a relationship. I thought I just want to take time to be by myself for the first time in my life. And then, you know, Brian popped into my life. And as much as I tried to resist him, it just didn't seem to work. Um, which I'm, you know, I'm thrilled with. Obviously, I married him and I, I, I really feel like when you're with the right person, there's, you have the freedom to still get to know yourself and be in a relationship. And in a lot of ways, being in a healthy relationships help helps you to get to know yourself better, even faster because you have that mirror around you all the time. And you know, you, you start to learn things about yourself as long as you're doing it right. And you're not getting, you know, sucked into that other person's world or letting them um, prevent you from truly being yourself, which is what happened in my marriage. I felt like, you know, and I think in, in any marriage where you're raising children, I mean, it is, it's just, it's difficult. It's, you know, you don't have a lot of time to yourself. You're always so busy. There's so many people that have needs and you have to put your own needs and wants kind of on the back burner. But I, I didn't do it. You know, my relationship wasn't a healthy relationship and I didn't give myself the opportunity to get to know myself. So I felt like I didn't really start to figure a lot of things out until after I got divorced and um it's regardless i think that as you age and as you grow you're constantly changing so there's always like a new person you're getting to know right like when you're different in your 30s than you were in your 20s and your 40s and it's like wow you, your priorities start to change you start to learn things so i think that it's an ever you know, ongoing process, this learning who you are, you know, and I think it's great when to be single and have the time to do that 
by yourself and know yourself, but I, I also believe that it's possible to do it with somebody there's, as well. There's also there's also another thing, Lisa, that you just remind me of is like when you you, I truly do believe you should give yourself time to be single in between relationships. I really think that's the help, very healthy. And I feel like normally if you don't, it's because you're doing something out of fear, and and in most cases out of fear of being alone. And if it's one thing that you guys taught me is like you don't make the best decisions out of fear. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, and you you didn't go marry Brian out of fear. You married Brian because you wanted to, and you wanted that in your life. You might have actually resisted him at the beginning because of fear, but but you got yeah, through that. You know, the fear that I truly had, and you know, Brian asked me out. You know, when he when we first met, and I said no, and <laughs> I just kept saying no. You know, like I really don't want to, don't want to and even. You know, when we ended up going to Telluride together for the first time, I, you know, the story is that I kept saying, this isn't a date. This isn't a date. You know, we're (laughs) just friends. Because I had this fear of losing myself again. I had been in such a long relationship and a long marriage, and I just wanted to have that freedom. And and the relationship that I was in before Brian um, for a couple of years, it, it was... I guess I can say this on the air, but it was mainly a sexual relationship. But the guy that I was with, we were like really good friends. Like we got along really well. Um, and there was an understanding that I did not want this to be, I knew this wouldn't ever be a long-term thing. So I felt like during those two years, even though I was with him at the same time, I was really getting to know myself. I never let him hold me back from anything and he never did. And it was just, it was more of just like we were best friends. Um, you know, and I had the freedom to, you know, go out with other people and do other things and stuff. So, you know, I think that that's important that you feel like you have, you know, that freedom to make just the choices that you want to make and, and I don't know, make mistakes just because you feel like it. Like that's, I feel like that that's what I did after I got a divorce is, I just wanted to be a kid again. Like I wanted to be 20 again and just, you know, dance and party and drink and, you know, just have fun and just feel and live, um, you know, feel that freedom. It was just like the most amazing feeling to yeah. feel like I was just free to do anything that I wanted to do. Not myself. worrying about having to say good night and good morning to people. It's kind of, it is kind of freeing sometimes. Not, not feeling like I had to be home for anybody or right. anybody and tell them where I was and, and my relationship with um, Steve, who I was with for those couple years, was not like that at all. Like, it was just, it was, you know, I just did what I wanted to do. And I I really, really needed that. I think that's really important. So, I don't know if I know myself yet, but it's, I think it's an ongoing... Well, I, I, wasn't it you guys or something that, it's like every, you know, you think you know yourself, but in 10 years, you're going to look back on, oh, that wasn't me. You because you know you're like you're different at 30 than you were at 20 and 40 than you were at 30 and if you're as long as you're improving I think that's great. You know, and one thing about and I want Nicole to talk about this a little bit because um, I don't know I think you just know a little bit more about it than I do, but um, or you're better explaining it for sure. You know the the concept that we're all one and that everybody is our mirror. And so things that people do, you know, are just like, say they annoy you. Someone 
you know, there's this whatever it is, or it's a challenge in, in a relationship that you have, that that is brought to you for a reason to help you see yourself better or help you to understand yourself on a deeper level. And that's where I think that a healthy relationship can actually help you learn who you are and grow even quicker than not, not being in a relationship. Does that make sense? I think, yeah, I I know what you're talking about. I think it boils down to, it boils down to the self-awareness. So if you are self-aware and are consciously making a choice to reflect and take the time to observe what's going on, then it doesn't matter whether you're in a relationship or not, because you're always in a relationship with self. So that I feel is the most important. And if you're in that state, then you can, you're in a position to build healthier relationships with those around you. And the ones that aren't willing to do that with you, you let go. Uh, It may just be that it's not the right time or they're not there and that's okay. Uh, So, um, but what like in regards to the idea of oneness that you were saying, is it the aspect of understanding that Say you've got an annoying coworker <laughs> who just does something every day that annoys you. It's like a ritual. And instead of allowing it to just be about that person's just so annoying, about instead, instead of pointing the finger and putting it all on that person, ask yourself why you're so annoyed by this person. You know, because... Yep. I think that happens too in relationships where there's certain things that we love about someone in the beginning and then all of a sudden they turn into the most annoying aspect of them and what we used to love, we now like can't stand. It's like nails on a chalkboard. And those are great moments to go inside and ask why. Why did something turn from amazing to uh, annoying in whatever period of time that it was. And a lot of times we like to just put it on the other person because it's much easier. It's much easier to put it on the other person. However, the reality is, is that all of the people who come into our lives, um, even sometimes strangers who pass us by, are offering us an opportunity to go within and take the reflection that we see of ourselves in that person and use it to our advantage to learn and grow. And it's almost like we're being given clues and hints uh, of what to start looking at and um, ways to discover and uncover what it is buried deep within that we haven't taken the time to observe yet. Um, I was just going to say the, the mirror part, like truly trying to understand like how other people are your mirrors because we create the world that we live in and that concept has just been always really hard for me to wrap my head around like you know if somebody's I don't know always one way and they're annoyed it's annoying you like trying to understand how is that a mirror to me like say it's about somebody being late like you have a friend and they're late all the time and that just bugs you 
And so if that's a mirror reflection of yourself, but you're someone who's always on time, maybe you're just you're early all the time, it's hard to understand how that applies. And I read something recently that said that maybe it's to bring like that you're not always late. So it's not that you're late that's bothering you. It's that maybe you're really hard on yourself um, and time is like really important to you or something, but it may be trying to teach you or show you something about yourself in aspect to time. So or, I'm not yeah, quite, or it could be that the lesson there that that person is showing inside of you that maybe you don't need to hold on to it so much as like some sort of um, ruling, you know, like can you let go of that need to control when you're supposed to be with someone, when you're not, when, you know, like there's this kind of level of respect. And I agree, like, you know, you don't want to be wasting anyone's time. So there's that point. But are you someone who never lets go and just go with the flow of things? Perhaps you're always trying to control things. And this is maybe this person's always late so that you can start looking at why does it irritate you so much? Can you not just let go and be in the moment? Like that's, I feel like that's something that could come up out of that. And that, that makes perfect sense to me. And I think the only way to truly start to understand those things is like you said, to start to get to know yourself and getting to know yourself is knowing what kinds of things bother you. You know, and I think journaling is a really great way to kind of work that stuff out. Like, you know, it just so-and-so was late again today and that really bothers me. And starting to pay attention to how it is that you feel and not just sloughing it off as, well, it bothers me because it's, you know, socially unacceptable to be late all the time. Like, I don't have to journal about that. I don't have to explain that to anybody. It's just wrong to be late. But instead, if we just take the time to take responsibility for our own feelings and really listen to them and not judge them and, you know, get our mother's voice out of our ear and society's voice and the teachers and everything that has programmed all that stuff into us and just say, why does it bother me? Like, you know, forget society and what everybody else says is supposed to be, but how do I truly feel about this and why do I think it bothers me so much? And I don't think that we take the time to sit with ourselves and ask ourselves those kinds of questions and give ourselves the time to get an answer. Because I think, you know, when we ask, we will get an answer. But I, I, I just think as, um, you know, in general, we're not taking the time to do that. Yeah, and I think one of the big lessons um, that became so important for me is that when I did finally start to take the time to understand myself and go within and really take a deep, dark look at more of my shadow self, uh, the, the parts of me that I didn't want to look at, that all of a sudden answers were just coming to me that were I was asking subconsciously, unconsciously, and all of a sudden, in a moment of some sort of, whether it be in a yoga pose or a meditative state or just sitting under a tree and being relaxed, I would have an answer come in in like a flash, almost like a download. And 
everything made sense. It's, it's, it's like it answered a question. It, and it wasn't necessarily us asking a question in that moment. It could have been a question from years ago. And I started to realize that I don't need to look outside of myself for all the answers, that the answers do come from within when we take that time. And I think that's kind of one of the, the, the things that holds a lot of people back is that when they don't understand who they are and, and really truly take the time to go within and get to know yourself on a much deeper level than the surface uh, that we want people to see or we project to people, that you're now allowing that higher self, that inner teacher to come through and teach you through your own experiences and understanding and insights um, by taking the time to be the observer or be the witness. And I think that's really beautiful and I think that's super empowering. And it's why when we did have that conversation about children a couple episodes ago and why I would want to teach my child how to meditate from the very beginning is because I feel like that's one of the best tools that you can equip a child with is to know themselves, is to take the time to start understanding themselves so that when they're in any other any situation in life, that they're starting to understand who they are, what their needs are, what they truly want, what they're passionate about, what they don't like, what they're not willing to, to compromise on. These are big things that we need to understand about ourselves. And until we do, we'll never be equipped to make the best decisions for ourselves in um, perhaps the timely manner that we would appreciate. And it may take a lot longer because we're not taking that time. So like, what does, you know, if you think about it, someone who doesn't know themselves, what does their job look like? What do their relationships look like? You know? Trying to be somebody else or be what we think other people want us to be. And and you know who's, I, I, I just saw this a couple of days ago and I said to Nicole and I'm like, this guy nailed it. And and perhaps we can put a link on our website is, is Jim Carrey. Oh yeah. Yeah. He nailed it. Like he, like he, it was like, I couldn't even explain it better. And it like just opened up like, yep, that's exactly what it is. And all it is, is like when you're trying to be someone you're not, you are pretty much going down a bad path. Oh, thank God someone smart's coming out of Hollywood right now. <laughs> yeah, no, and it, yeah, he's a rare few, but yeah, he's got it. And people, you know what? And sad thing is the judges come out. People are like going, what's wrong with him? Is he going, he's, he, he must be crazy. You know, like who cares? Okay, let's he's, talk, let's talk about that. That I think is a really good um, segue because it completely aligns with everything you're talking about. When you don't know yourself, when you really don't understand who you are and you're not taking the time to get to know yourself, when someone else is and they're saying things that are maybe beyond your comprehension because they're talking at a level that is probably a little bit deeper than when, where you're willing to go. And let's face it, a lot of people don't like to dig deep within themselves. They love to dig deep into other people, but they don't like to dig deep into themselves. Then what happens is you you don't understand what the person's saying. And instead of saying to yourself, wow, I don't know what he's saying. Why don't I know what he's saying? Maybe I, do I need to know what he's saying? Instead, it's like, that dude's crazy. He's lost it. Like, you know, and that's a major projection that happens a lot. Um, it's happened with me. I, I'm sure it's happened with one of you, at least, if not both, uh, where, 
you know, you go to have a conversation with someone about something that is maybe on a little bit of a deeper level and they just look at you, their eyes are glazing over and you can tell that they don't know what to say. They're not quite sure they're getting what you're saying. And sometimes they just change the topic altogether and make it as if they never heard what you just said. I've had that happen. (laughs) (laughs) It's, and then... The small talk. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, 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 that's what's happening now is when you have like a Jim Carrey come out of an industry that is so based on the surface, it's all a projected imagery of what they want you to see, not what's actually going on underneath the layers that you're naturally going to get that reaction from a lot of like the media and uh, I guess even peers within his industry who are going to critique him and judge him as crazy because none of them even know who they are, especially actors. It's all about playing a different person all the time. You you know, it's, it's crazy. So we're all little actors now with social media. This is true. You know, and I try to, you know, I, for example, over the weekend, uh, as you two know, I I had a little bit of a car challenge and and it could have been a major disaster. And someone on, 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 on my Facebook asked me like, like, well, at least you're smiling. And I'm like, yeah, because it it was, yeah, well, that's what I was excited about. I was alive. Nobody else was dead. Um, I, I was like, this is. A blessed thing. I felt so blessed, and even though something very potentially negative happened to me, and and but like that's who I am, and I don't want to be on social media and be somebody else. I don't want. I at least I try not to be. Every once in a while, we. I mean, like you guys keep reminding me, we're all human, and every once in a while, you do get caught up on on ego shit, and uh, and and every once in a while, I'll catch myself in my mind judging someone else, someone, and then like. If I catch myself, I go, Mike, you're judging someone. Don't be that guy. And like, you know, try to like learn from that. But it's we're all little actors now with this world. It's yeah, true. I think we always have been. I mean, whether we did it on social media or, you know, who you are at home and how you are with your spouse and your family. You know, you open the front door and you leave and a lot of people are someone different, you know, and, and later you find out like, you know, that people have struggled with depression or alcoholism or anger management issues or, you know, we don't really know who, we don't allow our real selves to be known. I mean, that's what was so great about, you know, recently, Michael, and, and the off-air um, conversation that we had, which then got put on the air, you know, about <laughs> yourself and your struggles. And, you know, it's okay to be real. <laughs> you know, it's just, and that allows you the you know that allowed you the freedom to be yourself and let other people get to truly know who you are which hopefully will have that ripple effect that maybe other people will decide that it's okay for them to be vulnerable and let their friends know what's really going on with them and and, And, you know guys that was so cathartic for me that i think just doing that episode for me personally helped me so much that I, i didn't i didn't even realize it at the time and uh, it's like ever since that episode, things have just like been maybe it was that shower thing, Lisa. You never know. 
<laughs> but like, but like, it was like, I think just doing that, like it just admitting weakness to people who have love for you is huge in your life. And, and, and that's something I would definitely highly promote in the future for people who are trying to help themselves because a lot of depressed people for try to convince themselves, first of all, that they're not depressed. And then when they find out they are depressed, they like, they try to keep it from others and which is extraneous work to keep your, your emotions and feelings away from people. And, and I feel like if we do do a better job of like admitting the human part of us to people that are, are bright, if you guys, if you want to use you guys language, like bright or light, bright lights or whatever. Um, I think it's a really great tool to help heal yourself. Well, I think that's what 12-step program or, you know, I think of like a group of alcoholics or drug addicts or whatever. And, you know, that's the purpose of those meetings is to just be allowed to be yourself and Mm. your weaknesses and and say the truth in front of in a safe environment. Yeah, not be judged. Yeah, and and not not be judged. That's what it is. Well, you know, that's what's so great about this podcast. And I think it's one of the things that the three of us uh appreciate and i think our audience appreciates uh if you don't please write in and tell us why not (laughs) uh because that will help us but um that we really do try to be our authentic selves on this podcast and as open and honest um as we can because there's no point in hiding anything you know like it's it really doesn't serve any of us and i don't see the point of of trying to portray a version or image of one of ourselves to maybe meet the standards of a listener or someone, you know, in the audience that may or may not agree with us, you know, like we have to learn to be our authentic selves and stand in that power and understand that we're all individuals and we're all going to have our own journey and our own path of how we get to those places and just honor one another for where we're at and be honest and keep the dialogue open. I think that's what's most important. And I think that's one of the things that this, well, that this country in particular is struggling with, but many countries are, is that no one's willing to keep the dialogue open and just listen to one another and understand and, and, and take the time to understand why you feel so, you know, strong in your beliefs, certain things, and why you're not willing to listen to other people's beliefs and what is it that you don't want to see? You know, these are all questions that are really valuable when we take the time to go within and start to first understand ourselves because we're not really able to understand one another if we don't yet know how to understand ourselves so it always has to start with number one and you have to be yourself first yeah you know think and being yourself is being vulnerable vulnerable to you know maybe criticism or judgment but you know it's nice when you have have people around you that are supportive you know Mm -hmm. michael has us and he felt safe enough to to say say what he said um you know and to have just one friend or you know a group of you know maybe that you go to or something like a support group that where you feel like you can say what you really want to say about yourself i mean i know that i've had the the greatest learning moments and 
just felt like, you know, God has sent me an angel when I've, you know, met certain people in my life that have become such good friends to me. And I just felt like such a comfort level with, with someone like my whole marriage. I just, I struggled. My ex-husband had anger management issues and I never told anybody. I mean, I was just the smiling face that, you know, I have the most perfect relationship and everything is great. Yeah. Oh boy, there's a lot of those. Yeah. And I just, well, one of the reasons I did that, it was more because um, I just, I believed that I could make it better. And I wasn't trying to um, judge my husband. Even I understood why he behaved the way that he did. And he was going through a lot of pain and, I didn't want to be negative about it. I didn't want to talk behind his back sort of thing, you know, but the thing that I could have done is I could have spoken about how it was a struggle for me, you know, not that it was necessarily all his fault, but it was my fault too, because I didn't allow myself to just feel what it is that I need to feel and share that with people and get, you know, have support. And I felt like I just had to carry it all by myself. Um, but there were times that, you know, I became friends with someone and, and we're still, um, you know, great friends to this day. And I just felt like I finally could tell someone that my life isn't all as rosy as everybody seems to think it is, you know, like that I struggle, that my home life is not always easy, you know, and it was just getting that off my chest made it better. You know, it just like it gave me this new strength, like, oh, okay, at least I admitted it. You know, it's like shining a light on something. And it's okay just to say I'm struggling and I could use some support. Well, this and is I something that you and I have learned recently. We both were faced with something where we had to be honest with the level of difficulty that it was having on our on our mental state, our physical state, our emotional state of, you know, instead of trying to be, you know, the super strong person and show that you have it all together, we were both like, shit, no, this is hard, you know, and like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to struggle. I'm tired. I'm tired of struggling with this. And it's like, as soon as we both were able to voice that, it's like this relief washes over. It's like, oh, God, I don't have to carry that anymore. Yeah, like it's okay to just say, this is fucking hard, you know? <laughs> like I don't have to carry the world on my shoulders or do it by myself. Like, you know, you want to – I'm a very optimistic person, and I've always – you know, not like I'm putting rose-colored glasses on, but I believe that you, you know, manifest your reality, so I don't want to – talk negative about things like I would you know I would never say oh my husband's such a jerk and he's so difficult because that to me only brings more difficulty and negativity to it you know so I found it was really hard for me to how do you talk about your own struggles without making it negative and I think that there is a way to do that but you just you know it's okay to say I have challenges in, you know, my relationship and I'm working, I'm working on them and, and I can see, you know, the future is going to be better or whatever. And, and looking at it in a positive light, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be complaining and doom and gloom. And I'm a victim. You don't have to come from that place, 
but it's okay to say, wow, I'm really going through some challenges right now. And, you know, I, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, mm. It's really, really <laughs> far away. And it's a tiny little light, like the size of a pin, but I know it's there and I'm going to get there, you know, and I'm going to, you know, keep, keep my chin up kind of thing, but it's okay to admit that it's sometimes hard. Yeah. You want to honor where you are in that moment. You don't want to lie to yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's get in the that's you know on our topic of getting to know yourself, and that's why I say you know to journal about things. You know, it's okay to if you want to just write it down on paper and just say you know this is this is fucking hard and today sucked, and at least you're getting it out. You know, and you're getting it out on paper, and then you can just kind of keep writing, and as you keep writing, you'll realize things will start to turn more positive and maybe you'll come up, you know, with some solutions or you'll ask yourself some questions like, what is this, you know, I'm not sure what this is trying to teach me, or maybe you'll ask God for help or whoever it is that you want to pray to and say, you know, I need some guidance. How can I look at this differently? What can I learn from this? You know, what is this trying to show me about myself? Because if you ask the questions, the answers will eventually come. Like Nicole said, maybe you'll just be in the bathtub or standing in the shower, brushing your teeth one morning and all of a sudden, you know, something kind of pops into your head or you'll be listening to a podcast and somebody will say something and then you're like, Oh, now I get it. So, you know, the answers come in from mysterious places, but if you ask for the help and the guidance and the understanding, you will receive it somehow. Yeah. It's like, Michael, you were saying that to me last night. You know how you, you read that quote. Um, you're not, Okay, You're so I, I finally figured it out. Okay. <laughs> spiritual being on a human journey. <laughs> I screwed it up last night. <laughs> yeah, but you you know, that quote, as you know, we've all heard it. Uh, it's pretty mainstream, um, especially when you're on Instagram now. Like, there's lots of quotes going around. Yeah. But at that Is particular that moment thing? in your life, you know. It made sense. Yeah, it really resonated it made sense with because, you. And, and, and just dropping that, like, I, I, it's like. And maybe that's what you guys are really trying to say is like certain things make sense at certain times. Like even our own podcast, when I re-listen to them, it pops like something like completely makes sense where it didn't during the podcast or it didn't like register to to me during the podcast. And like have faith, I think that um, have faith in things working its way out and making sense as long as you're in a way going down the right path or or the correct path. And I think part of what we're talking about today is how do you know you're on the correct path? Well, you got to know you. Well, whatever yeah. path you're on, it's the right path for that moment. So, um, I, yeah, I guess, I mean that I'm not sure if I really agree with that statement because there's a lot of bad paths people are taking out there in the world. I mean, yeah, look at the sad you, thing you that happened in Vegas, but like, it's like, I feel like you have a better chance of making more better choices on the path that you take. Okay. If you're going. Get you to the right path. Yeah, like so. I have to go down this road to get to the other road. If you didn't do this, then right. you wouldn't have ever been able to. And, and, and perhaps you did take a wrong path for a while, a year, 10 years, a, a bad marriage, you know, it, there's never, it's, you, I, you can get back you know on what? the right path. I don't necessarily think it's the wrong path. I call it the scenic path. <laughs> okay. That, yeah, that's a better way of saying it. I agree. Because so, I, I, I unfortunately had to experience some bad things in my life. Lisa did too. I'm sure, Nicole, you could come up with a few. That 
<clears throat> got us to where we're at today. Yeah. Right, and we're all the people that we are meant to be right now. And it, it took all of that, you know, those wrong paths or wrong turns or whatever to make us who we are. I and mean, we hear that all the time, but it's true. And, you know, and I think I said this in a previous podcast, you know, I don't think the purpose in life is to, to come win the hum, the human race, you know, to accumulate the most toys and have the most money and the most perfect job and the perfect relationship and drive the best car. I mean, I just, I don't, that's not the stuff that matters. It's the relationships that we have along the way. It's the getting to know ourselves and the learnings that we, we do along the way, you know, the things that we learn along the way, that's what's important. That's what this life is about. Yeah, so is experience. it really a wrong path? How can, how can we judge it as a wrong path? Yeah, I feel I like know. it's either I mean, like the scenic route or the short, the, the <laughs> you know, the uh, the shorter path or, you know, maybe you take a detour. Maybe you took a left when you wanted to take a right, but perhaps you needed to take the left and you just didn't realize it. And there was something around the corner there that you needed to get through in order to maybe when you get back on the path, take a shortcut the next time. Like you just never know. It's life is I know, really but weird. I'm, that I'm way. a little iffy with you guys when you're saying it's always going to be eventually the right path. I mean, I feel like peep some, some people's paths are, are so dark and negative that it leads down to pure evil and destruction. Yeah. But then you hear about like the people who perhaps, you know, end up in jail and they have all this time to read and self-reflect, right? They're now completely removed from the outside world and they completely rehabilitate themselves and then end up writing this incredible book and end up coming out being able to inspire. Yeah, there's some good cases and then there's just some bad cases. You have to admit that. Yeah, but you don't know what someone may. Okay, let, let me throw this idea out at you. Someone some soul may have come into this life purposely to do some darker work, decided to take on that darker shadow life to help teach us many things. So instead of us having to go through that shadow work, they did it for us. And actually that's a beautiful thing. Ugh, it's hard to, it's hard to see that in some cases. Like, I, I mean, I today is the day that. with that, the Vegas thing. And it's like, it's hard to see that guy going up there and shooting everybody as like, oh, let's look at it as a teaching lesson. I know it's really, I understand what you're saying, Nicole, but it's really hard for me to accept that on certain cases. We had this conversation in Tucson over the weekend with some, someone that we met at the, at the wedding and wasn't, he was saying something about, you know, like Hitler and how he didn't understand. We were talking about judging people. That, it was about know, knowing right and wrong and how do you not know right from wrong um, that everyone at some level, basic level understands when they're doing something right or they're doing something wrong. And, um, you know, how do you justify someone who does such a horrible deed? Like, say, Hitler. Without them. Yeah. And, and we were just... You know, the reality is, is that if you don't have that in you, if you don't have that in you consciously to be at that level of, say, Hitler, which most of us don't, um, it's very hard to understand. It's very hard to understand 
But I think that's one of the biggest lessons on this human journey is having compassion for all, even when they don't have compassion for anyone else around them but themselves. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, that, that's the hard, that's a hard one and it's not easy, but there, um, there's definitely lessons there for us. Yeah, there definitely will be. So, but like, you know, if I think about it, there are things where like I see people, I have like, you know, through working with so many people individually on a very intimate basis through massage and, and yoga and things like that, coaching, that they often, I, I am seeing now more than ever, people leaving their corporate jobs to pursue something more meaningful, a, jo- a career or a job or a business, entrepreneurship, whatever it may be, pursuing something that now they're starting to understand that is something that they want in their lives that they didn't know beforehand. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. I think that that's a really good indication that people are starting to take the time to understand themselves, what their needs are, what their hopes are, you know, what sort of meaning they want to get out of this life. Uh, Is it just to, you know, become the nine to five robot, uh, you know, and, and just go through the motions of life? Or is it something else? And I think that that, you know, personally, I've seen that a lot lately. And um, people walking away from six, seven figure jobs uh, to pursue something that brings more happiness than the dollar bill. That's that's a beautiful thing. I did it. <laughs> Walked away, you know, from my job and just decided that I just wanted the freedom to be myself. I didn't want anyone telling me what to do anymore, you know, what time I had to be to work and how long I had to stay there and whether I could go away for the weekend or I couldn't go away or, you know, and, you know, to me that was all part of really trying to get to know myself. And I'm like, I can't be who I really want to be and get to know who I really am if I constantly am being told what I have to do all the time, you know, and I think, that you're at your best when you can just create and explore this world and yourself. And I think that's where you, you find your, your happiness and then you become a better, just a better citizen as far as you're more useful to people Mm -hmm. and you can, you know, shine more light onto this world, which is what we all need. We need more light. Definitely. Definitely need more light. <laughs> that's my job. That's my. I figure that's my only mission in this life is just keep shining my light. Like if I don't know anything else, I just know that you know a smile is can make somebody's day. You know, just simply smile. Walking by a stranger and just flashing a big smile at them can truly lift that person's spirits and make their day. And it's the little small things like that that make a difference. Yeah, those little small things really impact people in ways that I don't think we give enough credit or credence to. So um, I feel the time. I don't know why I just thought of that, but I'm just like, I, uh, I'll i be driving and sometimes like look over at someone and they're just, they'll just like 
like smile big at me or something and like all of a sudden I can feel my vibration like go up and I'm like thank you so much like I don't know why they're smiling or maybe they're just happy and or something but yeah that's a good point I've been hanging out with um, my friends children a lot more often and just seeing like uh, there's an infant baby that I've been hanging around just love the little guy and just seeing him smile for the first time I mean you can't you cannot be in a bad mood when you see that that's why I love being around little kids. I love toddlers. They're just, you know, always, well, sometimes they're screaming and crying, but even that's adorable. <laughs> you know, and they're just happy and want to spread light and love. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about that then. Let's talk about like the whole idea of raising your vibrations um, through acts of kindness or people doing kind things for you that make you feel good and put a smile on your face and, um, you know, when and, 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 and how that all relates to Ascension, you know, this whole idea of because we haven't really talked about Ascension yet on the podcast. We, we, we dabbled in it a little here or there. We've talked a little bit about 3D, 4D, 5D. We haven't really talked about it a lot, you know, and I feel like knowing yourself is one of the major fundamentals in the Ascension process, which is about moving away from moving out of 3D, uh, which is lower vibratory energies, and into uh, 5D, 6D, beyond, which, you know, many people aren't really um, aware what that even is. You know, I know, Michael, you were like, what the hell is this 5D stuff you guys are talking about? Like, you know, and you refer to your brain as a 3D brain often when you don't understand. I'm I'm still like that, so... (laughs) But I feel like when you start to ask these deeper questions and you start to get to know yourself better, it is just a natural, a natural happenstance that you start to raise your vibrations and you begin to move more into the higher vibratory states, uh, which are, you know, happiness and joy and peace and harmony, love, all those great things. uh, and, And move away from the anger and the fear and the guilt and the shame and and, and all of that stuff. So getting to know yourself is a huge part of the ascension process where all of us are trying to become better versions of ourselves, move away from the hatred and anger and judgment and fear and into the more compassionate, loving space of acceptance. And you can only move there first by accepting yourself, loving yourself, um, finding your own joy, not seeking it outside of yourself. So I think this is like kind of the starting point, one of the foundations of the whole ascension process. Yeah, and from what I understand, um, you know, ascension is just, you know, moving through those different levels and those different dimensions. And it's really just having a different perspective on things. Like when you stop judging people and you stop judging situations and you learn to just live in the now and be more of an observer of what's kind of going on that that is ascension yeah let's let's use jim carrey as an example okay let's go back to jim carrey so you know when he like he he did that interview and then you know said all those things and 
um, everyone's like, he's crazy. And then he went on to explain it later after the fact. And again, people still, some people weren't getting it. You know, he's coming from a very fifth dimensional place. He's coming from a much higher level of consciousness. And so when you're someone who is resonating within 5D, and the reality is, is that actually we all do resonate in 5D at some point when we're in really happy states, when we're laughing and we're free and we're just enjoying life, like you are in 5D. Um, But when you are, you know, stuck in like a fear-based energy, uh, judgment, those kind of things, you're within 3D. Now, the difference between 5D and 3D for someone is that when you're in third dimension, when you are in that state, you can't see beyond 3D. You just can't because you're not vibrating fast enough. You're not vibrating at that higher frequency. However, when you're in 5D, you can still um, work within 3D. You can you can see 5D. So you have the ability to look within and, and, and be within. However, the person in 3D can't. And that's why I think they don't understand, uh, you know, higher levels of consciousness when it's spoken to them. And then they're just their first action is that's crazy, which is a judgment, which is 3D. And so if you think about it, like, um, you know, if we think about like two dimensions, right, that's just like a flat surface. Uh, there is nothing above you, right? There's nothing below you. It's just it's just a flat surface. But when you're in three dimension, when you're in third dimension, you can see on a flat. You can see the flat surface, but the flat surface can't see you. Does that make sense? Yes. So the same thing applies for fifth dimension. People in 3D can't really understand fifth dimension or, you know, we've talked about communicating with your angels and guides. The reason why many people don't have that ability yet or haven't learned how to to use that ability is because they're not vibrating at a frequency that matches fifth dimension and beyond. So when you do move into more of a fifth dimensional frequency, that higher frequency rate, you're now vibrating at that same level as your angels are, and you can now communicate with them. You've brought yourself up, and so it's no longer that you can't see them because you've taken yourself out of that lower frequency. So I feel like we're just talking about day-to-day people around us that when one of the hard things is, is that when you do start to go through this ascension process and communicate your thoughts and your feelings and experiences, some people who are not resonating at that level are going to find it very difficult to understand and comprehend you just simply because they don't see 5D yet. It's not within their reach. Right. You can only, you can only hear what you're ready to hear as well. You know, yeah, you're only going to learn the lesson that you're ready to learn, no matter how many times, you know, and that happens all the time where people try to teach you things and until the day you are ready to learn it and take it in, you're not, you're not going to. Is it, is it kind of like, you know, unless until you're ready to see it, you're not going to see it. Is that kind of what you mean? Yeah, that's part of it. That's definitely part of it. Well, maybe we should talk more about, like, in detail about the, maybe it should be a whole podcast, though, about the levels of of ascension and ascension symptoms and all of that. 
Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely do a podcast on that soon. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, because I've, I've learned a lot about some of those things. I feel like I've had a lot of ascension symptoms lately, things that are kind of strange. And as I read into it, I have learned that, oh, those are ascension symptoms. I'm not crazy. I mean, I might still be a little crazy, but. I think, I think this would be good for a different podcast because there is a lot to this. And I, I kind of, I'm, I'm definitely still learning. I'm um, definitely in that 3D state still. And <clears throat> I don't mind it because I feel like, you know, you guys both started off 3D as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so I think we should save this for a different podcast. It'd be a good topic. Yeah, okay, yeah, so but- like nice little intro here for everyone, um, something to look forward to. But uh, FYI, we all came in 5D because we came in with the light. So we just all kind of <laughs> shifted back down into 3D and learned the programming of 3D. But Fair enough, um, fair enough. But we'll, we'll get know, into all of that. <laughs> I think when it, comes right, when it comes right down to it, it is about the programming of 3D. And, and I think as far as our topic goes today and, you know, learning to um, learning yourself and learning and getting to know yourself is it's about pushing the programming away and being able to step away from the programming long enough to feel what it is that you truly feel and paying attention to that and what it is that you want and not all that other junk that's being thrown on us all the time and trying to distract us from really getting to know who we are and connecting with ourselves. Yes. Very good. Yeah, definitely. So it's all back to the matrix. It just, it come, it just always boils back down to getting out of the matrix. So work on that. Yeah. Um, so I think that's good. I mean, um, Michael, do you have anything you want to add to this? Or did you have any questions that have with, come uh, up? With the Ascension, I definitely will. I mean, but with that kind of stuff, I definitely will. But again, I'll save that for a different day. <clears throat> but, uh, I mean, it's it, it's funny that you brought up this topic because I honestly didn't know what the topic of the podcast would be until, like, recently. But, like, it's just I just feel great lately, and I'm hoping to keep it going. And... um. I um really find value in this. However, I'm you know like I'll still bring some skepticism into a lot of the other things you guys got going on. There's plenty, plenty of room for that. <laughs> uh, but one thing I wanted to tell for both of you guys is like, it's like now I kind of understand going back to that podcast when I was like so negative with the love thing. Oh, the love conspiracy one number six. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> It's a wanted prize. I've completely changed my my mind on a lot of these, those things. I'm not talking about romantically. I'm talking about just in person with people. And I kind of really understand what you guys were trying to tell me back then. And at the time, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it. And it took a long, it took you know uh, good things in my life. Not good things like winning the lottery, but good positivity like that you guys have shared with me to really get back to that hope that, that oh yeah, there is love around and, and I get to be a big tool in being that love. 
So I'm really good right now, and I hope if now if I come back next week or whatever, super depressed or whatever, I'm probably going to need some bipolar medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What, what's happening? Where are you going? No, meaning like uh, next next time we have a podcast. Oh, next time you come back, I gotcha. <laughs> Remember, I don't live in Denver with you guys. <laughs> I see. I see. So, oh, is there anything? Is there anything from that episode that? really stands out on what your thoughts were that have now changed like just anything specific um when you stop judging people the only thing left is to love people Ooh! everyone write that down that's a michaelism that was amazing (laughs) (laughs) we need to put that on our instagram wall And when you start loving people, all you see around you is love too. So it's like, it's like, it goes back to that. Like when you buy a car, you start seeing that car more often out there. It's kind of like that. It's true. The more you look for love, the more love you're going to see. The more you look for the positive things in the people, the more positive things you're going to see. And you know, only focus on the good drivers on the road and you'll start only seeing good drivers. Like it's just whatever you focus your attention on, you're going to see more of. Yeah. It sounds too simple to be true, but if you practice it, it's true. And I was telling someone over the weekend, you know, you can just practice that in your own relationship, say with your spouse or uh, a sibling or something, or, you know, just start only focusing on the good things that they do and commenting on the good things that they do and just don't even say anything about the other stuff. And you'll find that you're just going to start seeing more and more good all the time. Yeah. Such a neat trick. It's like magic. Yeah. Magic beans. Cool. Magic beans. They're like the seeds that you plant here and there when you're talking to people. And you just don't know how they're going to water them, when they're going to water, when they're going to sprout. But I think that's what's really cool is that we can have these conversations. And maybe maybe you'll have a conversation with someone and they won't really get it. But you've planted the seed. And that seed could come to fruition um, either within a few days, maybe it's going to be weeks, months, years, but eventually someone that they'll get it. And I, and I think that's kind of a beautiful thing that we don't always know the timing of the understanding coming in, but when it does, it's so exciting. I'm so excited for you, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) I am too. Great. And I think it's important just, I know we've said this before, but you know, I think we can't say it enough is, be really careful about what you talk about with other people. You know, if you're, if you like, you know, the tragedy that happened in, in Las Vegas last night, you know, if we're out, you know, talking about that and the negativity and that's, it's just going to breed more negativity. We want to focus on the things that are going right in the world and in our relationships and in our jobs and just share those positive things with people and just keep talking about positive stuff and you'll attract more positive things into your life. Yeah. And it doesn't mean don't honor what's happened because I think it's important to take like some, a few moments to um, honor the people. Honor and feel sad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But don't dwell on it and don't feed it. Like don't keep perpetuating those, um, you want to send love and you want to yeah you know, yeah i mean definitely like i i'm like i saw what happened i watched a quick quick clip on the news but like if you continue to watch the 24-hour news channels it will eat you alive 
Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, we need to send love, love send love, send strength to the, all the, um, you know, victims, families and the victims themselves. I agree. You know, you want to send positive energy towards that situation. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean that you have to accept it as being something good that happened because it's not our but support I, and they need your positive and they don't need your pity that your sorrow and your sadness and your depression and your anger that's not going to help them they need you know they need light to be sent their way and, I, and it sounds ridiculous i'm sure to some people but you know energy is a real thing and if we send them good thoughts and prayerful <clears throat> and and loving thoughts it, mm -hmm. it can impact them yeah so just be responsible with your energy know yourself know what you're putting out there know what you're feeding are you feeding um, something in a way that's going to um, feed love and positivity and, and, and support people in a very positive way? Or are you continuing to put your energy in a place that's going to drain energy, that's going to deplete love, that's going to only fuel fear and more anger, create more of that? We don't want that. So it's and that all comes from understanding where you come from, your energy, where your your state of awareness is and all of that. So pay attention to your thoughts and your feelings. I think it's a great way of ending. Good. Well, I think the next time we have this podcast, Michael will be in Denver with Lisa and I, and we'll be able to do our very first podcast, all three of us together. So we're excited oh. about that. And we will have Brian back with us. Uh -oh. Is that next weekend? We'll your hats. Is that this upcoming weekend? No, no, it's the next time we record our podcast. Oh, so I'm like, going out of town for a little Oh, while. that's right. Okay, I'm like, you guys just freaked me out for a second. <laughs> <laughs> also, I want to remind everyone that we still um, want to receive some emails. If you want your dreams interpreted, you can send an email to us at info at enlightenup.us. Yes, we've already got some dreams coming in, so please send in your dreams. Jim will be doing our podcast with us very soon in the next couple of weeks. So if you can, please send in your dreams before October 15th. That's not the final, final cutoff date, but right now that's what we're aiming for. And uh, we've already got a couple dreams coming in, so we're excited about that. And I think that's going to be a really fun show. Yeah. So. And ascension talk on, on in the lineup as well. Yeah, we'll definitely get an Ascension talk in the lineup. All right, everyone. So if you like this episode, please share with your friends because we know that you are because our audience is growing and we're so excited that you are sharing us with your family and your friends, maybe your coworkers. We love you all so much. We didn't realize that this was going to take off and grow as fast as this is growing. I think we're all pleasantly surprised. Um, our goal for this whole podcast was just to be our authentic selves and share our experiences and, you know, maybe, maybe help one another along the way. And if we could help someone else, that's an extra bonus. So uh, thank you to all of you who are spreading the love and sharing our podcasts with those you know. Keep doing it. And uh, if you need any more information about us, you can go over to our website uh, at um, www.enlightenup.us. And, of course, we're on all social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, I think that's it. That's a wrap. 
So everyone out there, have a great week and we will be back with you next time.